Welcome to the Luminance Podcast, where we shine the light on the good you are doing in the marketplace. Join host Sharon C. Jenkins, the master communicator, as she talks with iconic industry experts about the importance of being a servant leader in today's transitional world. Okay. So let's start this interview. So, got it. Trista, Azarel, thank you so much for being on Luminous. And Luminous is a show where we shine the light on people who are doing good in their community, in the nation, in the world. And you're definitely doing good. So talk to us a little bit about who you are. We're talking to a stranger, and you were introducing yourself. Absolutely. So I am Tressa Azarell Smallwood. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm an entrepreneur, and I produce movies. Movies. Oh, I love it. I love it. So... uh, when did you decide that you wanted to be a filmmaker? So I think the reality is it kind of chose me. It was never really a thing that I planned. I kind of fell into it. Um, I'm an educator uh, by trade, and I was actually teaching up until 2001, um, and I went on bed rest for six months. I was pregnant with my daughter, Bailey who is now 18, so that tells you how long ago that was. Um, and I thought uh-huh. that I was going to be on big for a short period of time and then go back to my normal life, which was teaching. Um, but that didn't happen because I wrote a book while I was on bed rest, and that one book turned into a multimillion-dollar empire. So I didn't go back to work. I started publishing books. And then in 2015, I started turning those books into movies. So, you know, none of this was really planned. So tell me a little bit about the book that turned into a million-dollar project. Yeah, so, you know, well, and it wasn't one book that turned into this multimillion-dollar publishing empire. It was obviously over time. My very first book, which is called Life to, A Life to Remember, it made forty grand in the first two months, and I, I still was off work um, on maternity leave. But at that point, I knew, oh, wow, this could be a, a serious business. If I can make 40 k from the bed in the first two months, if I really put forth some effort, this could be great. And so I, I did that. Um, I started publishing other authors. I myself published other books. And so by 2005, uh, you know, there was a catalog of projects that turned into the multimillion dollar empire. So I'm curious. So when you saw that you were making 40000 in two months, what changed your mind about your purpose? How did you pivot? Because we're in this pandemic right now, and a lot of people are faced with what they perceive to be unrealistic reality for them. So where did you find the strength to make that pivot? Yeah, so I think it's all about mindset, number one, um, because a lot of times, even right now, you know, we're dealing with a pandemic. Most of the people who are able to make it through 
actually have a mindset shift. It's one, it's who around, it's who is around you. And two, you know, can you turn lemons into lemonade? Um, because it's, it's tough, right? Um, I think it's tough for us all to, to know that we can't go certain places, we can't do what we used to do, um, you know, businesses. If anybody has a business that has been affected by the pandemic, meaning, you, you know, you serve the public, then a lot of things have definitely changed for you. But I do believe that you can always figure out how can I make it work? How can I do something different? How can, how can I level up? How can I be the change? How can I make sure that even though the business doesn't make the same amount of money that I can still survive? It's all with your mindset. It's all with you making the decision that you're going to do something different and you're going to be able to make that happen. Um, and so that's, that's just what I decided to do, even being on bed rest. I wasn't going to be the person to sit there and just flip the remote. I said, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do something amazing. And thank God I did because even though I loved teaching and I loved, you know, being there with the students, me writing that book changed everything. Wow. Now I can stay wow. home all day and irritate my daughter. <laughs> oh, she probably sees you as a joy. I hear you. Uh, she probably sees you as a joy. So talk to me a little bit about the transition from author to filmmaker because I run into a lot of authors who would love to have their books turn into films, but they're looking for somebody else to do it. What? gave you the courage and how did you gain the know-how and the experience or the education to make that transition? Yeah, it was that self-taught PhD where you got to get in and you got to grind, you got to make mistakes, you got to ask lots of questions, you got to connect with people. Um, it has literally been a five-year process for me of really learning. I'm still learning even now. I mean, I'm I'm six movies in as we speak today, and I'm still learning. Um, there's always something new, um, so always some new information, a better way of doing things. Um, but for me, I'm always seeking mentorship. I'm always connecting with people who know more than me, um, and I'm really big on that. I, that probably comes from my educational background. Um, I meet a lot mm -hmm. of people who say, oh, my goodness, you paid your mentor this amount of money? And I'm like, yes, and they changed my life. But now I'm able to walk into the offices of Netflix and have a meeting. Now I'm able to go over here and have discussions with people at, you know, Amazon, TV One, BET. That's only possible because of the people who are in your circle. And, and most don't understand that. They shy away from mentorship, learning, taking classes. They say, oh, it's too much money. Um, but I believe in investing in myself, and I think that that has been the game changer for me. So your most memorable experience uh, on your on creating your first film, what was your most memorable experience? Oh, my goodness. It wasn't a great experience. It was memorable, but it wasn't great. I had an actress tell me, on the day of this particular scene that she decided she's uncomfortable with doing a love scene. Um, and it wasn't even like it was written that she was getting ready to have sex, no porno, nothing like that. Um, it was a basic scene, and she decided the day of that she said, oh, she didn't want to do it, and she wanted to renegotiate her contract. And I'm like, what? I knew that then that that was a scam and that, no, we need to call an attorney. But because I was new to it, I panicked. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, if she doesn't do the scene, it's going to wreck the entire movie. 
Um, and so I think that that, I just, you know, because I was new, um, you know, it was just something that I was like, wow, you know. So what are yeah, three so that's, that's key what lessons I remember. That, oh, wow. So what are three key lessons that you've learned in this experience? Because, you know, when you told me you were a teacher, I used to teach. So I understand that mentality. A lot of times we show up in the classroom and we've just gotten a new assignment. And, you know, we have to learn quickly how to turn something around or to make something happen for students. So I understand how you are wired, but one of the things that I'm curious about is how do you equip others to be wired to do likewise? Yeah, I think that's a natural ability for me uh, to motivate others, uh, to teach. Um, I run a mentorship group, um, my Trusted Azarel VIP group. And we started in 2015, at the end of 2015, and a lot of those ladies who work with me, they've launched businesses, they've written books, uh, they've, they've written scripts, uh, they don't, they've done a whole lot under my tutelage. But, I, again, I think it just goes back to I know how to motivate. I, I have the ability to get people to the next level. I know how to make you turn in an assignment. They already know I don't ask you to do something for you to waste my time. If we're doing this, we're doing this. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's one of my gifts is that I can execute, period. Oh, that's really, that's a powerful gift. So you yeah. into film number six, did I hear correctly? Well, film number seven, we finished six. Oh, number seven. Can you give us a snapshot? Yeah, so we got Secret, uh, we got All In. We got uh, Sinners Wanted. We got Available Wife. We've got Everything is Fine, Baby Blue, and now we're in pre-production on Holiday Heartbreak, movie number oh, seven. wow. That sounds like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't wait. I can't wait. So who is your target audience? or Do you, do you have a target audience? Um, I think every movie itself has a target audience. For example, when we launched Centers Wanted, we wanted to literally uh, reach the masses for, you know, centers. We wanted to bring them into the kingdom, make them aware of what God can do and his power. But we knew we couldn't come in with some churchy mu- uh, movie. We had to come in with a log line when a pastor marries a prostitute. And we're like, oh, now we got your attention. Let's really show you something. So, you know, that was one target audience and then you know you take a movie like um like everything is fine and baby blue the movies that are coming out on 725 uh oh that's tomorrow my goodness yeah so those movies yeah those films actually tackle mental health awareness um and so when you say who's the target audience you know predominantly women african-american women but ultimately we want everybody to watch and be aware of the challenges that uh, women face with these mental health illnesses. So I'm glad you mentioned African-American women uh, because I hear a lot from you about mentorship and the importance of mentorship. You know, a lot of women, they don't have that in their DNA. What made you decide that you wanted to pull women up 
to the level that you had achieved. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think for me it's very important to pull other women along, um, you know, because it's like if we don't do it for each other and we don't stick together, what happens? You know, we typically get left behind if we don't create our own tribe. Um, That's really why I loved working on the couch project with BET, uh, where we have Shirley Ralph, Vanessa Bell Calloway, Kim Field and Victoria Raul because, you know, it's like a sisterhood with them. They all they all came up together. I'm the only newbie to the group, you know. Um, even though Kim is not in the same age group with the others, she she grew up, you know, admiring them and watching them. Um, and so just being a part of something like that is a good example of how, you know, we pull together, we bind together to do some good. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So five years from now, where do you see yourself? Oh, my goodness. You mean, you mean besides on the yacht in in Italy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but, yeah, so I think, move, you know, from the movie perspective, in the next five years, I'll have an additional 15 movies under my belt, and that's if I only do three movies per year. Um, but I'll also, um, I see myself continuing to mentor others. Um, I do a lot of mentoring with the youth. Um, you know, really just doing, still doing what makes me happy. I don't think that I'll ever, you know, I, I meet people sometimes, and they're like, oh, well, when I do this and I'm going to go away and no, I really want to still be in the mix, helping people, making sure that I can use my gifts and talents for good. Mm. What about books? Are you going to write any more books for us as <laughs> readers? We might be hungry for some of that writing that you do. Yeah, um, I think that, you know, for me, I will at some point. It, it can't be right now because right now um, there's so much going on in terms of um, things that I need to do. I, I can't see it happening right now. But but in the future, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. Any advice for up-and-coming filmmakers? Absolutely. Study your craft. Study your craft, bottom line, study your craft, because I think that um, that's the key. Everybody wants, like, some type of overnight success, but that doesn't exist. If you do that, you are, you, you know, because people always say, oh, my goodness, where did they come from? No, they, these people have been working forever. You're just finding out about them, you know. And so mm-hmm. I, I think just being in the mix, studying your craft, Get into some type of program where you're learning from somebody who's done it before you and better than you. Um, you know, if you, I want you to think of it like this. If you wanted to go and find a surgeon today to give you surgery, would you find someone who's not certified? Would you find someone who's never performed surgery before? No, you wouldn't do that because you care about your health. You care about your body. So really care about your projects. And it doesn't matter whether it's a book, whether it's a script, you can either be mediocre or you can really say, hey, I really want to have a good project, something that is reputable 
And if you're going to do that, you've got to find people to help you who've done it before successfully. Don't just let people tell you that they've done it. Research. That makes the world a difference. You really have to vet people, especially if you're investing in your future. Um, even more yeah. so, you can't. You you got to be that person needs to be qualified to take you to the next level. So, any yeah. parting words of wisdom for aspiring filmmakers or sisters out there who are going through this pandemic and they need to be inspired to continue on to stay focused and to put their hand, as the Bible says, on the plow and not look back. Any words of wisdom for them? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think, number one, find the right people to surround yourself with because I feel like the wrong people will hold you back. Um, you know, they're, na- they're always going to be naysayers. And so your dream is not their dream. You've got to believe in your dream no matter what anybody else says. Um, there are people around me who used to look at me like I was absolutely crazy when I said I'm going to produce a movie. They were like, you mm-hmm. haven't been to film school. You don't know anything about producing. You can't do this. And all of those people right now are the same people who are like, how can I get a ticket to this red carpet event? Okay? So just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and go for it. Don't, don't hold nothing back. I love that. I love that. And if people want to contact you or uh, want to talk with you uh, about what you do or possibly um, read some of those books that you wrote, go to some of those earlier films, where can they find you find them? Yeah. Yeah. So I think two things. One, um, you know, follow me on Instagram. That's where I'm normally posting the most and talking and DMing. Um, and that is CEO Azarel, and I'll spell it A Z A R E L. So I'm on Instagram, CEO Azarel. The other thing is, if you go to TressaAzarel.com, and I'll spell that as well T R E S S A. Azarel is A-Z-A-R-E-L dot com. Um, Everything is there. You can sign up for free classes, get help with writing your book, get help with writing your script, find out when we have upcoming events. Um, Everything you need will be right there. Um, So I think those are the two best ways. Well, we want to say thank you very much. We know your time is precious. You got those movies coming out tomorrow, and I know you are a busy woman, but we want to say thank you for sewing into the lives of women who are on their way up to becoming filmmakers and those women who are aspiring to be authors and those women who need some extra encouragement during this pandemic. You are a blessing, and your your story is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you, too. And, folks, those of you who are listening to Luminous, I want to say to you, be encouraged because it doesn't matter where you are now. What matters is where you want to go. And when you concentrate on getting from point where you are to where you want to be, That's enough to propel you forward. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be pregnant, 
sick at home on bed rest and write a book that revolutionizes your world and the world around you. And that's what my buddy Tressa did, and you can do it too. So don't look at what you see in this pandemic or don't let it blind you to the probability and purpose that you have. You still count, and you can still make a difference in the world. Do that. Do that. Thank you again, Tressa. We appreciate you and love you much. Bye-bye. All right. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining our host, Sharon C. Jenkins, on Luminance Today. Tune in next week for a dynamic interview with another iconic expert. Remember that servant leadership is more than an idea. It's a chosen lifestyle.